Has it been a while since you flipped that thermostat from heat to cool? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services before you do for an $88 AC start and check to make sure your AC is in tip-top shape. Griffith specializes in carrier, but services all brands. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today. Your local carrier expert. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. Here's the thing with men. All men, we know how to be faithful. We know how to be trustworthy. We know how to call you when we say we're supposed to call. We choose who we want to treat right and who we want to treat wrong. It's, it's just that simple. What up, realists? Anthony Roberts here, and you're now listening to The Reality Is Where Filter Becomes Extinct. The voice you just heard was Colin Tate, author of Is This Your Man?, he called in the studio today to give us some insight on his book and to give women six types of men to look out for when thinking about dating, relationships, or even marriage. I mean, this book is so on point that even me, myself, Anthony, found my label in this book. And I would tell you, but I think you should listen to find that out. But, I mean, on second thoughts, just forget it. I'm the BS of the bullshit, if you will, the, the in and out, Mr. I can't make up my mind about commitment. That is who I am. A lot of men are going to listen to this and try to dictate or figure out who they are. Believe me, you're going to figure that out. For me, I just want to say I'm okay with that, but I mean, I'm okay with it because I already know myself. I know who I am. Uh, I've even had a couple of temporary setbacks in relationships that got me to this point, if I'm just being honest, but I'm working slowly but surely to get back on track. I mean, everybody has their different timetable, so I'm just trying to stay in my lane and progress. I want to say thanks to the homie Colin for calling in and making this an amazing show, and I hope you guys enjoyed as well. With no further ado, let's get to the show. reference to why we weren't on the air shit we was eating turkey and everything else like y'all were so in the house today man we got the homie gabrielle how you doing today what up we got christian cooper coming back in this thing what's good hi everyone how was y'all holiday it was amazing i had a wonderful time you had like sound like you had a long night last night no <laughs> i'm on medication today okay so percocet and strippers off uh, kilter. <laughs> no, uh, what's that stuff called? Tramadol? Tramazine? Tramadol? Anything with a doll on there is, uh, you gotta be careful with it. I know. Period. It has me slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> and we got a, we got a special guest, Colin Tate, calling in today from Atlanta to talk about Is This Your Man? is a book that he previously wrote in reference to women who are looking to find out what kind of man they're with, how to pick their man, and what they're looking for in their man when they're talking about marriage and relationships. So we look forward to him. Stick with us and stay tuned. He'll probably be hitting us up around 1.30 so we could discuss that. Man, I wanted to kind of just find out. We didn't get to do the I'm thankful speech last week. So starting with Gabrielle, man, what are you thankful for at this point in time? I know you're thankful for your brother. You got your brother in the house today, yep. uh, the homie Xavier. Thanks for coming through, man. It's important. What are you thankful for? It's it's a, it's a, a lot. A Everything. Probably right now, I'm just going to say, if, if I have to choose something, yeah. probably like my my family, for real. Because like this probably this last year was a, was a eventful year for yeah. me. So my family was really there for me, like like pretty much still. Yeah. So my family, for, for sure. Even though, I mean, I guess it's cliche, that, but that's, that's the truth. Shit, it ain't cliche. Yeah, if yeah. it's real. If right. it's real, yeah, it's right. Yeah, if it's real, it's real. You know, a lot of people do say that cliche and... and their family is their friends. Yeah. I know for yeah. me, you know, I could say the same thing. I'm thankful for my family. Uh, I'm thankful for the friends that I do have uh, to call friends. I'm thankful for having a job. Um, 
I yeah. don't always. I, this is the first time I can say where I'm working at. You know, it's not the greatest. It's not the dream. But I was driving the other day, and I was like, you know what? Normally, I'm like, I don't want to go to work. I don't like the people at work. Don't mm-hmm. want to be around the people at work. But for the first time in a long time, like when I go to work, I'm not dreading mm-hmm. going to work and being around the people. So I'm thankful for my job. I'm thankful for my family, my mom and my brother, my little niece. Uh, like I say, you guys helping out with the, you mm-hmm. know, with the podcast and everything else. Uh, cool. I know you're not thankful for Liberty Allo. You know, oh, they lost so by three. Sorry. My nephew, keep your head up. That's all good. But y'all played like trash last night, so you kind of deserve and to still lose. Still lost by three. And yeah, that but that lets you know how bad the other team was playing. Or how bad our, they are. Period. Yeah, our defense was just whoever is over defense. I'm sorry, but you need to be fired because it was pretty awful. <laughs> it was one play they lined up like literally, the other team lined up and the receiver lined up by himself. Like he didn't get open. He started out open. The receiver of the other team? Of the other team. And our defense didn't do anything about it. Yeah, that's bad business. I mean, he started out open, ran down the field open, caught the ball open, and scored a damn touchdown. It was just pretty awful. But um, No that, secondary picked that up? No secondary picked it up. Second, uh, I'm speechless. I don't know what was going on with them. And we're talking about Liberty Allo from Texas County, Texas. Against and Argyle. all those people drive down here for that game and then play like that. Like, yeah. that's so disappointing because it was packed. Like, almost everybody in Texarkana was at AT&T Stadium last night. It was packed. But um, the Leopards just really disappointed us. Oh, well. And you're thankful for what? <laughs> thankful for my health. That is what I'm thankful for. That's um, a big one. Thank God that I wake up and I'm breathing and I have all ten fingers and ten toes and my heart's pounding and <laughs> my mind's working and just thankful for everything in my life and that I am doing much better than I deserve to be doing. That's what's up. I'm thankful that I don't have any STDs. And I said that because That's of real. AIDS awareness was on December 1st. And the story that was kind of talked about or that reemerged was the story about Tiger Mandingo. Uh, he is a wrestler um, for some uh, junior college, Juco College in uh, Missouri. And basically he was found guilty over the summertime for like three or four counts of uh, one count of reckless infecting a partner with HIV, one count of attempting to recklessly infect a partner with HIV, mm, and three counts of recklessly exposing partners to HIV without telling them. And when they found him, he had t- over two dozen videos that he had hit a camera and videotaped him having sexual So he was really doing oh this God, shit on purpose. Perfect. Yeah, he wasn't telling anybody. Oh, and he no. had a sexual, uh, had, you know, one telling. So he, he Is was, he a black guy? Yeah, he's a black guy. He was going where? He was just sleeping. No, 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 I'm saying, you said what school he went to? I don't know the name of the school. It's like a Juco Juco college in Missouri. Oh, okay. It's like Northine or North something. I I forgot. Don't get me the line. But uh, he was a wrestler, so, you know, they had pictures up on social media. Like, he's in real good shape, of course. He's a wrestler. But the court case was kind of, it took a turn. And, of course, it always includes racism at some point. But they were having racial remarks because they were kind of like, you know, he was black. He was fit in a, his physical physique was like a God and people were kind of just like, okay, he's black. He's sexual. These, you know, they tried to tie in the, the interpretation of black people sleeping around. Well, all the that time doesn't mean anything. Things. Cause it Nothing. was, a, it was the same thing that yeah. dentist in New York, he's a white dentist and he was going around, um, having sex with his patients and, um, intentionally transmitting HIV to them. Yeah. So he's a, I mean, race don't have nothing to do with it. That's think, just people in general. Well, I think the biggest reason why it was race is because it was like four or five white guys who, it was most. It was mostly white guys who were the victims of. Oh, he was doing it to boys. Oh, so this was. Yeah, he <laughs> wasn't with girls. It was guy. Yeah, he was gay. So, so he was like, was he like. Um, oh, my gosh. 
was what I'm looking for. I had a brain fart. Was he like intentionally like going for white guys? No, it was just that's what. I mean, that's what, or that's yeah. just what happened. Yeah, just like white girls attracted to black dudes with great physiques, <laughs> white dudes white are guys. too. I know oh, that what they're attracted to, so I know what the the white guy's intention yeah. was. But I'm saying with this, this his guy, intentions were just having sex the, with whoever. He didn't have an intent oh, of like okay. let me go find people. I don't he know was just you. doing it because he likes to do it and like to have sex, and he wasn't telling people or making them aware that hey, I have HIV. Oh. He was just doing it. And, like, the fact that he made videos of it, it was kind of like, okay, he's reckless to not tell him to engage with him and then record him. Don't tell him you got HIV. You didn't tell him you was recording him. Like, he really was taking advantage of these people. Oh. Yeah, that's So the race thing came into it from, you know, because, of course, it was white people. Right. You know, a lot of white guys who were getting the, uh, you know, the disease from him. So, oh. Yeah, they, so they, they sentenced him to life in prison. How long? Up to life. Life. He, he, <laughs> actually no gave, he actually gave it to one person? Like, oh, he gave it to well, oh, did, did, they they Were they positive, though? People. The people, yeah. or did they just... No, they, yeah, he, he gave they HIV. Gave. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they well, know I from, guess, yeah. from if I'm just like, because I read, it's so many stories out on it, but I think it was like three or four people that he did give it to for sure. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people, of course, didn't come forward because they don't want to, you know, they don't want right, to put right, their right. name out there. But it was just, you know, even when he, you know, they were trying to figure out who gave it to him. And he was like, well, I don't want to talk about the people I've slept with who could have possibly given it to me. Because he was saying he don't wish this on his worst enemy. You know, but so I mean, but right, you but were, you giving, were it to giving it to people intentionally. Yeah. So but you don't have to wish like, it. I, yeah. I, it would almost be like I could see if, if he didn't know that he had it, but yeah. for him to intentionally no, be doing this it. to people. Like, you know, I know we're not in the 90s where people felt like it was a de death sentence, yeah. but it is sentencing them to something that they have to deal with for the rest of their lives. So... I mean, you knew what you were doing. That's what makes it so bad. I'm glad they took Didi off the street. Who's Didi? Who is Didi? Danger Dick. Shut the hell up. Oh, Get Danger. this nigga <laughs> off the streets. I was like, yo, I don't know her. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Get I this like, nigga Diddy. off the street. Uh, what did he do? I'm going to put yeah. P. Diddy. So they got a lot of video. You know, they got like a lot of pictures of like, he, he took a lot of, I guess, thirst trap pictures. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like if you are gay or if you're a girl. He was probably on those sites. like um, Probably so. That it's a, it's a gay site. Uh, something like Tinder that's out there. He was probably on that thing. All I know is he was in. getting it in and mm -hmm. spreading it around. And that sucks. Bad business. That's horrible. And no, and then like when they talked to some of the the people that did come forward, they was like, yeah, he didn't use protect. Like he just he didn't do anything to protect in, other people to protect other people. And that's why mm -hmm. you know they they slapped him with the reckless. You know, like yeah. you're it not you're reckless. yeah. It's definitely reckless. It's reckless any way you slice it. I feel it. like it was you know, but I feel like females. they should not do that do that with just AIDS because I mean, there's a lot of STDs that don't go away, Shit, yeah. and right. I don't feel like I don't feel hurt. like people are punished. That for the, for, for those, right, yeah. right for the other STDs, it's just it's just, just HIV. Yeah, because I mean but that yeah. adds to the stigmatism of HIV too. Right. Yes. I mean, it's, I ain't Magic Johnson. I don't got this kind of money, so I ain't trying to have that kind of shit. A Charlie Sheen. Oh no, uh, they said he was sucking dick. Charlie Sheen was. Yeah, it was like you ain't gay, but you sucking dick. They was like. You must like the taste of that motherfucker. Oh, because you got money. You know what I'm saying? You're not gay. You got money. You ain't a you ain't a Well, maybe he just like it. Maybe he's just like a dick. Well, I don't know. Is it like this? Is this just a rumor? No, he had an interview, and they said that he in the interview that he talked about. He didn't say I'm sucking dick, but he alluded. You know, he alluded to speaking in reference to the things that he had done. With all of this going on, and he didn't, you know, they said it was a couple of times he didn't tell women. A lot of women came out and was like, "We didn't even know." He yeah, didn't but, say anything. But to I, us. Feel, but he said that he did tell everybody. Well, I don't believe that shit. If I had, I, H do. I, I, I don't. If I had HIV and you think that's embarrassing to you, don't even. No, want but I, but you're Charlie Sheen though, and you're Charlie Sheen. 
I, I feel like he. I, I feel like he told them because it was a woman who came out and said that, that he, he did right. tell her. So I feel like the people who are saying that he didn't, they might be doing that so they have get a case money. for or money, right? So I don't know because yeah. that one girl. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know these people's name, but I yeah. do know I read an article where one girl specifically said, like, "No, he didn't put me in danger. I knew he right. had it." Da, da, da. So he was taking he medicine. Took every yeah. precaution. I took me. whatever you can. I guess whatever you Anti-viral, take. Antiviral, yeah, whatever. She yeah. Took, she knew. Yeah. So I, I feel just, like he didn't tell those people. Shit like that is dangerous. I've talked about it before. You know, I've da- I've known multiple girls going on dates with them, and then I find out they have herpes. I didn't sleep with them before, but they told me they cared enough about me to say, "Hey, I really like you," so on and so forth. And I I have herpes, and I just wanted to let you know. And I was just like, "Shit." I mean, I didn't I didn't go like off and just like be disrespectful, but I was like, you know what? I appreciate you for telling me. You know what I'm saying? I did want the, the ass, so I'm glad that you told me. Yeah. And I couldn't go forward with it. And one, I know she was like, well, I, you know, I take the medicine. You can't catch it if it's not mm-hmm. a breakout, so on and so forth. But for a person who doesn't have anything, mm-hmm. that's scary. I'm not signing up for that. <laughs> right. I, I, don't know, I don't know if they have a website, but I feel like you need to have a website where it's like herpes or whatever to where people want to. No. I, I don't, I don't know. feel if like you, you want to be with it. somebody like that. Well, I feel like that's why that's part of why you should get to know somebody before you have sex with them. Right. Because I mean, mm. with you that's going out personal. Yeah, you can't I mean, have a website. Of, what, what if I had a website that has, has all your skeletons on it? Right. Like, what if, if I'm, what I got to sign up for it, but right? No, 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 no. But what if it's a situation where maybe the baby was born with something and they've had it all their lives? I mean, I don't think it's right for them to have to be on a website. They didn't do anything. But it's to different deserve it. Yeah, true. But what about the people who did something to deserve it? And it's just it's just but like it's, but, it's just like that uh, that's a, that's Ashley a Madison slippery though. slope though. Ashley Madison was too. You take risk. But, but if you want a community of people that are like you, but I don't feel like you're necessarily taking a, a risk, right? Like you're not them. taking a risk. <laughs> like with no. the whole Ashley Madison thing. Like I think we talked about this before. You're taking a risk. They you're were married. intentionally doing no, but something no, wrong. No, but what I'm saying to you, no, not necessarily. <laughs> because what if I'm married and me and my husband agree to this? Yeah, so but not everybody. This, but not everybody. Was I know that. To that you're right. Not everybody. But why do the people who did agree to it? So now why I do I have to be at it? And I didn't. Well, my wife knew about it, but now yeah. you're putting up, put me on French like my wife know, my mama yeah. know, well, like that's everybody when they knows. Broke, yeah, when they so hacked in. So that's what I'm saying. It. Well, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. When yeah. they hacked in it, yeah, they knew. But I'm, you know, it's just a hypothetical thought. I mean, because for me, like I said, I met two girls like that, and when I heard about the herpes, I was just like, I, I can't sign up for that. I feel like you got to really be in love with somebody. And the good thing about it is, I'm still friends with the girl to this day. She found a guy. They're married. And I'm happy That's for good. her. And I yeah. told her, I was like, congratulations. You know what I'm saying? He, I, just I couldn't gonna, be you. It just couldn't be me. <laughs> and I, you know, your, I mean, yeah. you have that I have right. a preference. You know right. what I'm saying? I have a preference yeah. that I just want to be able to. I'm, I'm just being honest. Like, if I've been with a girl for like two months and we've been having sex, I ain't trying to wear rubbers. I, I mean, after a couple times, I, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I need to feel the realness of that thing. I need to know how the nature feel. Period. So I, I just ain't going to be able to, 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 to run into that. Just, no, man. You got to be careful with that. You, you, you do. You, you do. Gotta be but careful. again, that, like Gabrielle said, that's where you get to know people. And hopefully as you're getting to know them, they feel comfortable enough to share that with you before yeah. y'all go to that next level. Right. And then you have a choice if you want to go there with them and, and protect yourself or True. if you want to walk away and say, you know what, this ain't for me. But um, I agree that someone should tell you what's going on. I, mean, I did my research because I was like, can you get it from getting head from the person that they got herpes? If it's in their mouth. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. I know. I just had to do my research. <laughs> I didn't know anything about but, it. So but I was I've like, heard, I need to know how far I can go with this person. I've heard that um, people who get cold sores often, like yeah. having a cold sore is a is form a of having herpes yeah. and mm. virus. Yeah, I heard that. Mm. So, I've never had a cold sore in my life. It, 
But yeah, I was, knock on wood. I'm, I'm good, but I remember my grandma used to get them all the time. And I was like, when I heard that like two years ago, I was like, this bitch been sucking dick all these goddamn <laughs> no, years. No, you did not get them. Hey, I'm just saying. It's, it's not, not just from that. Right. But it's a strand of Y'all cannot but, take yeah. me serious on this. It's so crazy. <laughs> but I knew I was Just be like, careful out there. If you see somebody with, with a cut a on their lip, yeah. just wait till they, they heal got a bum up. bum. <laughs> yeah, bum bum. I forgot about that shit. Uh, We're going to take a quick break again. You're listening to the the reality is where filter becomes extinct and we'll be right back. But before also before we take that break, we need to pay some bills and let you guys know the reality is is having its first annual Toys for Tide Drive next week, December 12th at Deep Ellum Brewing Company. I don't have the address. I'll get that to you later on before the show is over with. But we want to let you know to come out if you can purchase a toy, an unwrapped toy, bring it out, have a few beers. Unopened. Yeah. For people who don't know what unwrapped means. Cause some people be like, what you mean unwrap? Like wrap? No, they might wrap it in like Christmas. Presents. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. That's why I was like, it's good that you said that. But you know, make sure you bring it out. Come get you a beer, have some fun, meet some of the faces behind the reality is, man, and and, and just have a good time. Good old time. Don't bring no sexual dolls. Like, it's some nasty toys out there these days. You gotta specify is kids' it, toys. I was gonna say, is but it they are kids' toys. But, the, but sometimes I I think. Okay, we're gonna go commercial. No, no you can say, you can say what you got. I think say. that sometimes, like the kid, the toys do look nasty to adults because yeah. we're like, why do I got this? But to the kid, it's just like a toy. A they toy. don't know that it looked like this little dog sucking dick, and that's what. Oh yeah, with the mouth halfway. Yeah, open. right. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen. <laughs> I'm those glad toys. somebody else. No, seen, no, no they mouth just, do be it's halfway. Just, it's open. like this little baby yeah. doll, and the mouth is open because it comes with a bottle. A bottle so it's yeah. open for you to put the bottle in. Yeah, but if you're a pedophile, you might be like, damn, I can stick my dick in this baby's mouth. You know, like you know. It's open, okay. so it can look like. Yeah, you stick a little weenie in there. Little, little doll with. Um, I mean, you got five-year-olds burning <laughs> dogs and seven-year-olds shooting cats. You don't think they sticking their dick in dogs' mouths? Oh shit! I don't be stressing these hoes. I just pour liquor for niggas. That's it. I do not fuck with you, bro. All right, man, we're back in this thing. We got the homie Colin Tate on the line. What's good with you, man? You know, it's pretty good. Atlanta's weather's one day it's hot, one day it's cold, but uh, (laughs) I'm just glad to be on the show, man, see if I can help some women better understand men and relationships. Well, it sounds like Texas, as far as the weather goes, and it sounds like everybody needs that kind of uh, relationship expertise, if you will. Um, I guess. No, go ahead. Was you about to say something? No, 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 go ahead. I'm sorry. Now, I was going to say, what was one of the biggest things, I guess, that got you wanting, you know, got the wheels turning to start writing books and, and writing about uh, women and relationships and how to look at a man and how to read a man? Well, I'm going to tell you, man, as early as 15 or 16 years old, I was always giving women advice about I mean, boys at that point. Yeah. And for some reason, I was always able to see what was around the corner. And probably in my late 20s, um, I realized I did have all the answers. And quick story, one of my coworkers, uh, we were out to dinner, and she was dating this guy online. And this was before online dating really started taking off the way it is now. And so, you know, she asked us questions about what this guy was doing, and about six of us gave her the best answers we knew how to give. And let me tell you, one of the coworkers was, were listening to my conversation, and he just started laughing hysterically yeah. at, our, at our advice. And he basically said, have any of you guys ever dated online before? And at that point, none of us had ever dated online. And so he made a great statement. He said, if you have never dated online, how can you tell her what this guy may or may not be doing? 
Then he proceeded to say, would you go to a dentist if you had a broken arm? Would you go to a dermatologist if you had a headache? And so just because we're men doesn't mean we have all the answers for how other men operate. And that's when the idea for the book came about. Mm. So how how long have you been writing this? Is this your first book? This is my first book. And let me tell you something, Anthony. It took five years to write this book. And the reason it took so long... Uh, first, I did the research. I had to uh, uh, interview close to 600 different men and women from across the country, yeah. different races, economic backgrounds, different ages. And after doing that research, I determined there were six men that women who were having uh, a lack of luck in finding love, who were frustrated with the dating process, who were ready to give up, who were almost mad at God, if you will. There were six men that they were running into. And once I figured out the six men, it took two years to find six men that that fit each archetype that were brave enough to let me tell their story. So with, with, and I know you said you had to find the six men, and I know one thing I always run into when trying to find interviews or trying to find people with different perspectives to give their personal opinion. Like, how did you make Mm -hmm. these people feel comfortable giving up this personal information and then being vulnerable enough to tell their story? Well, that's, that's, again, that was the biggest challenge. Um, You know, once I was able to convince the men that their names would be changed, uh, the cities that they're from, that the stories would not get back to them. Yeah. That was going to be my question. <laughs> I'm like, well, well I'm sorry, say that again. I said that was going to be my question. Were were they um, the people, the stories that are in your book? Are their their names real and everything, or yeah. did you have to switch some stuff up? Oh gosh, yeah, I had to switch <laughs> the names up. Um, you know, one of the men in my book, he actually plays professional baseball, so I had to change. Uh, I mean, I met with lawyers downtown here in Atlanta to just to sign out for Davis and the yeah. confidentiality agreement. So it, it was a very arduous process because yeah. um, one of the men in my book that we'll discuss is, is abusive, and it, it took me years to get him to come forward. So that was probably the toughest part about this book was getting the men to come forward. And in a quick story, even when the book was getting ready to be released, I had one of the men getting cold feet that wanted to try to stop the book yeah. because they were still fearful that the information would somehow get back to them. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It probably felt like if somebody would have re- you know, read his story, right. it's probably so particular and specific that somebody would have been like, yeah. I know a guy like that. It has to be it's this right. guy. Yeah. It almost reminds you of um, um, like on, on Best Man when he wrote the book about, yeah, and about were, his and, friend. Uh, and, and even yeah, though it was different names, it, people right, knew. Yeah. It was a different name. I think he was even playing, maybe was he playing a different sport and everything, yeah, everything. but they still yeah. knew the, who he was talking about. Yeah, they were able to put the yeah. uh, Kindle and Jackson or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah yep, they were able yep. to put it together. So I wanna, I'm trying to figure out where I fall at as far as the categories with these six types of men. So if you could break down to us, what are these six types of men that women kept running into uh, during the dating process? All right, great question. So the first man that uh, women should avoid is called the total package. Now, the total package represents 90% of what a particular woman is looking for. And the reason I say a particular woman, because what the ladies listening to my listening today, they may view their total package versus somebody uh, different from what my sister views in her total package. For example, he may fit your height requirements. He may have the body that you're looking for. He may uh, have the career you're looking for. His sex may be great. He is the man that you find yourself doing things for him that you normally wouldn't do for any other man, but because you view him as such a, a upgrade or a rare mm-hmm. find, you find yourself kind of doing things outside of your character, if that makes sense. 
Um, the second guy in my book is called the online player. Now, the online player is a gentleman that uh, uses the Internet, uses social media to approach all the beautiful women he wants without experiencing any other rejection. And the reason I say that is most women are unaware of how how unconfident men are in actually approaching a woman on the street. That's true. I'm sure some women have seen men stare at you at the grocery store, stare at you at the gas station, but never approach you. Right. And the reason is every man, I don't care if it's Colin Tate, Anthony, yeah. Barack Obama, I don't <laughs> care who it is, we have all had a woman turn us down as if we were a homeless man on the street. We've all experienced it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and a lot of men don't like that kind of rejection. So that's why you see them looking, looking for cues, looking for clues to see if it's safe to approach. And if you turn me down, I'll still have my self-respect. Yeah. So that's why the online player is so, uh, is so successful. I felt like the, now, before you go to the go ahead, go ahead. I felt like the online player. I think that's to me. It's that's the that's most guys these days. Like I have so many guy friends to me, and like you said, they're not confident enough to approach the woman. What we call a mouthpiece, but also yeah. a lot of them don't have the physical appearance to where sometimes you can yeah. get away with the above the shoulder shot or the mid body shot. Women do this too, yeah. and then you get out there, and it's like this nigga sent me a picture from two years ago. Yeah. Right. He looks nothing yeah. like what yeah. he sent to me. But I think yeah. that yeah. could that. I'm gonna ask you a question. What the could like texting be included, you know, in the online player? Because I know a lot of guys that, you know, approach me, we'll, we'll talk maybe once, but then every conversation after that is a text message. Yeah, that could, definitely could be the case. I mean, with here's the thing with men. All men, we know how to be faithful. We know how to be trustworthy. We, we know how to call you when we say we're supposed to call. We just choose who we want to treat right and who we want to treat wrong. It's, it's just that simple. Right. Because a man that may have, dog somebody else out turn around and marry the next woman he meets and treat her like a queen so yeah. we know what to do it's just if you want to do it <laughs> there you go it's just it's just are you the right woman we want to do it for yeah and i'm a man sitting here and i can agree with that i feel like even with that being said it, it's what type of woman it is i feel like a lot of times men have so much pressure on them to be this certain way or to uphold this certain standard of what it is to be a man. But not to be funny, women make it easy for guys to be an online player or, like you said, they search for the total package. And a lot of times people are searching for the total package and searching for things in other women and other men that they don't even have in themselves. There you go. And and that's the key. The, The thing is I express in my book for men and women, I believe the reason men are single and I believe when women are single, we must look in the mirror. I have my guy friends that want to blame women for why they're single. I have female friends that want to blame men for why they're single. And the same complaints I hear women say, I hear the same complaints from men. But until we start to look in the mirror and figure out why we keep picking certain people, why certain people keep picking us, it's just like like the weight loss game. You can watch all the biggest loser shows. You can get all the exercise equipment. You can do insanity, P90X. But if you don't get to the emotional trigger for why you overeat, guess what? You're going to keep gaining weight. And the dating game is the same way. And so this book is to help women understand why they keep picking these men, why they keep bumping their head up against the wall, why certain men keep attracting themselves to these women. And once they figure out the, the, the connection to why they pick certain men, I mean, it's amazing. It's like the, the shades have been taken off and, I've helped so many women who found love, and it, it, it's a great feeling when you help them solve the problem. 
So, so earlier you talked about how most men have a fear of rejection um, also. Is that an excuse for men not to approach a woman or to try to talk to a woman? Because I've, I've seen a lot of men or I've met a lot of men that are like, oh, um, I didn't think he was going to talk to me or, or I was kind of scared. So they just kind of play the background. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Well, now you're the man. I, I'm one of those old fashioned women. I'm like, if a man is interested, yeah. he's going to come and say something. And I don't think that they get the excuse of saying where well, they were scared of rejection. Well, again, rejection, it's like this. Say, there, I, I work in sales, and there's a reason why everybody doesn't like sales, because you have to hear the word no, then, you hear, then more than you hear the word yes. Yeah. Um, you're going to get a lot of rejection. You can't take things personally, and you've got to have a short memory. So what happens is when these men are, are, are fearful or they're scared, nobody likes to get cut down, shot down, crushed. It, it I told one woman one day who said the same thing you said, and we were out one day, and I said, you know what? If you think it's so easy, I want you to approach that man right there. Yeah. And the nervousness, the the <laughs> the fumbling, the, the 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 she just didn't know what to say or how to start a conversation. But because men, we don't get that so often. No. She wasn't going to get cut down. He yeah. was going to, you know, he, he he she still had her dignity when she walked away. Yeah. But other men have gone through this, so. Again, it's not to give any excuses to help you understand it. And also, on top of that, if you are a woman that when you go out, you're walking fast, you're on your phone a lot, you have an expression on your face that says, leave me alone. That expression is everything. Then take that clue. <laughs> yes. I was going to say that. I, think, I don't think women even appreciate the fact of a man walking up to them. We uh, we have like I created this uh, group me where it's like 60 people in there and we just talk about random things. And that's one of the yeah. things that I said. I was like women always from penis sizes and to the way a man looks, they don't really understand how what men go through to have to approach a woman, to have to deal with women. And not to be funny, you hear the jokes that women make about guys with smaller penises or that are short or yeah. that may not look as attractive, but we don't do those same things to women. We like, you know, most men like a woman with ass or breast or uh -huh. not, a, not a lot of stomach or whatever. No, and it's like, no, no, y'all make jokes. Straight to y'all, straight to y'all. We don't do it straight to a man no, when, either. No, what I'm right. saying is like if a guy approaches you, <laughs> Wait a minute. you done turned a guy down or you, you looked at a guy or maybe not not giving him the response he wanted in a rude way. Not saying maybe you girls, oh. but yeah, I'm not talking about no, you girls. And it's but not even it's that. more women. But just the same way, if a if a unattractive woman approached you, you would turn her down too. If you right. I wouldn't do it in a negative her. way, is what I'm yeah. saying. I'm saying yeah. certain people. I think a lot of times you gotta don't personalize it. But it's I feel a lot like of women no, I feel like it's a lot of men do that. do that as well I because do I, too. I have I yeah, have been in just I mean just a story like we were I was in the car with two of my girlfriends and. Uh -huh. This um, we were we were like going down the street, and it was like to the, I think the fair, and these guys were were passing out flyers. So he came to our window to pass a flyer, and then he like put his hand back real quick. And he's like, "Oh, I don't do dark skin girls." So like yeah. just my face. So it's like, or when so, they so, say, "Oh, you're so cute you, for you, a dark skin girl," right, right. I get that all the time. Oh, you're cute to be dark. That's yeah, not a compliment. That's not a compliment. <laughs> yeah, both of you guys are making a, a great point, and men experience it just as women experience it right. but the common denominator with the man that that said that derogatory statement and the common denominator with the woman that will just turn a man down disrespectfully there's a lack of maturity on both sides right sure. so i think i think it's this is definitely not a generalized statement that goes across the board to all women and all men correct but it's just to help women understand when a guy is kind of looking at you and looking for those clues it's because he may have just got shut down six minutes ago that just crushed his manhood so he's 
looking for the cue. So I tell women, smile back, maybe stroke your hair. Let them know that even if you come in with respect and I'm not interested, I'm not going to cut you down like that girl did yesterday. That, you, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, and you know what's so funny is I say this, you know, and, and again, you know, when it comes to women, I say do not generalize. or per, I'm not generalizing and I'm not personalizing. So the biggest thing I try to tell people is hear other people out. When I say this, the stroke in the hair thing, this is what I've talked to a lot of guys when it comes to white women and black women and the differences. The smiling from a white woman, it's like if a white woman is attracted to you or they find you attractive, they are smiling. Like you said, they play with their hair. It's, I always say if a white, if any woman looks at you once and then you catch them looking at you a second time, there's a possibility of some attraction there, which gives a guy the green light to go over and speak. But I, th I feel like the hardest thing a lot of times with black women is, is it's not a smile. It's not a flip of the hair. It's a like stand on the phone or keep walking by or a look that says, like you said, don't approach me. What do you have to say about that? Or do you think it's even a difference? In reference it, to it black women, I, I think. Well, here's the thing: uh -huh. when you see a woman, period, who has a has that hardened look on her face, whether she's black or white, because I, I get it from both sides, yeah. black, white, Hispanic, it doesn't matter. There's a deeper issue there, and the reason a woman is looking that way is because she has a protective wall up, True. and it could be because she has abandonment issues with her own father or with her own mother. It could be a protective self because of a bad relationship. So it, it, it's not just black women, it's not just white women, it's women, period, who are still carrying the hurt and pain from either abandonment issue or, or from a bad relationship. So that is one of the common denominators I found when I see women who have that, that very stoic look is that there's some inter, in, in, internal pain that they're really dealing with. So it doesn't matter what the race is because uh, uh, internal issues have no discrimination. Good point. Can I chime in on that? So, okay. I'm the type of person, usually when I'm walking around, I probably have like a blank look or a smile on my face, right? Yeah. I'm not walking around looking like I'm pissed off. But what uh -huh. about the person who I just have a smile on my face and maybe I'm not interested in the guy, but he comes over. And then when I let him down nicely, say, no, I'm not interested. <laughs> now, all of a sudden, uh -huh. I'm the bad guy. Oh, you yeah. the B, you the this. It was one time, I kid you not, true story. I'm at a bar. And a gentleman comes up to me and asks me, offers to buy a drink. And I was like, no, thank you. I'm fine. Because I knew he was offering to buy a drink because he was interested. And I wasn't interested. Uh -huh. So I was like, no, yeah. thank you. I'm fine. I was like, I got it myself. And he was like, no, let me buy the drink. And I said, no, uh -huh. thank you. I said, appreciate the offer, but I'm fine. And he goes, oh, don't tell me you want them bougie bitches. I'm like, wait a minute uh -huh. now. Let, now he's going yeah. off on me because I'm nicely <laughs> turning him down. Now, if I'd have had yeah. a mean mug on my face, he probably would have never came over and said anything to me. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think, like he well, said earlier, I feel, I feel like that's like maturity. You know, that's just a, on, on, on his end. True. You know, yeah, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna get men that's going to do that just as you're going to get women that's going to be a little nasty to a guy. The great thing is you found out early. You don't waste the date, you don't waste the phone call, an email, you found out early. True. And to bring it back full circle, what was, the, uh, to get back to the the uh, six trades, what was the third one? I know we left off on... Um, online. Yeah, online the player. online player, yeah. So the third gentleman is called the, the baby boy. And the baby boy is not a mama's boy. He is very different. And I've interviewed baby boys uh, as young as 22 to as old as 55. And they represent a man who just refuses to grow up. Um, he has dreams of grandeur, maybe to be in the musical industry, to be a writer, to be a uh, professional athlete. He wants to do all these get-rich-quick schemes. He wants to work at the studio all the time. Um, 
and he he has a hard time keeping a job. The man is usually good looking. His sex is usually great, and he targets women that generally have low self esteem. And the reason these women have low self esteem is due to how they view themselves in the mirror. He takes advantage of that. Um, so he usually has a has a um, a spirit of women are supposed to take care of me, and that is something he has developed through his parents, most likely his mother. So he is a, definitely a guy that um, I, I tell women you really need to be careful of um, the baby boy. The fourth guy is called the BSer. Now the BSer is the guy that majority of the women that I counsel on Twitter or on Facebook run into. And the BSer is the type of guy that has the tendency to be in your life, but he disappears for days, weeks, months at a time. Um, some sometimes you may be in a long term relationship with him, but he will never commit to you. Um, some t- some of you may be in a relationship with a guy who you, he can't meet his parents. He hasn't met your parents. He hasn't made it to any Christmases or Thanksgivings um, or any other type of specific event. And this is the type of guy that will disappear, come back into your life, promise to never do it again, and then disappear all over again. And men, the men in my book like to call this the witness protection program, where you can't find us, you can email us, you can call us. Yeah. It is as if we have fallen off the face of the earth, yeah. and that's the BS the fifth guy is called the CEO, a.k.a. the boss. Okay. He represents the man that is verbally, emotionally, financially, and physically abusive. Uh, he targets women that are uh, usually have some type of rocky relationship with their father. Uh, he isolates you from your, from your uh, support system, your friends, and your family. He presents himself as one of the best men you'll ever meet. But once he pulls you and isolates you from your support system, that's when the real abuse and the real control starts to take over. So that's uh, definitely a dangerous man to stay away from. And the last man to stay away from is called the chameleon. The chameleon is the type of man that will adjust his views, his dreams, his, his outlook, his personality to fit whatever woman he's dating at that time just for sex. If you like the movies, he loves the movies. If you don't drink, he doesn't drink. Whatever he has to do to be able to uh, what we like to call a quick flip, you know, the term, let me flip that house. There's a term men call, let me, how quickly can I flip you in my bedroom? Yeah. So that's what the chameleon is all about. So those are the six types of men women should steer away from. So I don't know if I fall into any of them categories. I think I will fall more. Let me see where I fall at. Yeah, well, let me tell you this. I, I can already tell you, you've been a BS to somebody. That's what I'm about to say. <laughs> I was just about to say it. I was just I was about, about to say it. I was about to say that's the best one I can put myself on. I know I met people's family, but I was like, yeah, I can be in and out. You were the I'm the bullshit. Oh, I like to say yeah, bullshit. I'm the bullshit. Yeah, that's a good one. That's pretty accurate. It was oh, accurate wow. minus a few things. I'm not a. Well, I, don't, okay. I don't stay away you from the family. You've probably been a BS, yeah. and you've probably also been somebody's total package where a woman just. Yeah. did so much for you yeah. that she probably wouldn't have done for another guy. So the, that those are generally what I what I what I do radio shows. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't meet too many men that say they were the baby boy or definitely not a CEO. Yeah. But usually it's the BS or a total package that the men usually yeah. fall into. I would that say I, I fall radio shows. Into BSer for sure. Oh, yeah. cool. I can accept that. You know, the biggest yeah. thing I told you I in the video. I dated one of all of these. Yeah, I was, <laughs> dated all of them. Man, I'm glad I'm not a woman. But it I, sucks. yeah, I was <laughs> gonna say I'm glad. But yeah, I, I feel like, like I told you in the video, man. Like I, I'm, I'm a person. Like I look for constructive criticism because I know for mm-hmm. one, I'm not perfect. 
I know I make mistakes, you know, for me. And that's why I say I was glad to be able to get you on the show. Thanks to Artesia for, for putting it together. And it's just like you Absolutely. need to hear these things, man. And one of the biggest things we were talking about off air before we got on, I was like, everybody's probably wondering, I mean, this dude is giving out all this advice. Does he have a girlfriend? Is he married? And you're 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 mm -hmm. happily married. You said about two years now, right? Yes, sir. And if you had to say, have you been one of these six men before yourself? Oh, absolutely. Which one and, would you put you yourself know, in? Not, okay, and, and, and I get this question all the time, yeah. but you got to read the book to figure out which one I was. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's, that's a good one. That's a good one. Actress, 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 actress. She's a natural, natural, natural actress. Natural actress, natural actress. So, Holly, I have a question for you. Coming from a woman, there are so many men out there trying to tell us what we should think in regards to relationships. I just want to know what separates you from the Steve Harveys, the Tony Gaskins, the Robert Hill seniors, all those people who are giving us women relationship advice. Well, and one thing about all those men, they do give great advice. And I think and this is one of the reasons I decided to write this book was all of us who are giving advice from the men you mentioned, Steve Harvey, Tony Gaskins, they give the great advice, but again, they're giving it from their perspective. You know, Steve Harvey, I don't think he's a baby boy. I don't think he's an abusive man. I don't think he's a chameleon. So again, you, you, you can only give so much advice unless you have walked in certain men's shoes. And that's the thing. All men don't represent one man doesn't represent all. True. And mm -hmm. that's what I had to finally realize and, and, and humble myself. And so I had to reach out to the men, figure out why they do what they do, why they target with, with certain women and why they continue to exhibit the same behavior. Now, once I was able to get the men and get all the interviews and get all the information, now I'm able to speak a little bit more thoroughly on the topic. But just like those men you just mentioned, I'm a, I'm a guy that's just trying to help women from making the same mistakes over and over and over again and helping them understand that they are in control of who they who they are with and who they're not with. Did you grow up with a lot of sisters? I did. Uh, I grew up with two sisters, um, a mother, uh, and sometimes I'll have a female cousin stay over at the house. And one thing my mother used to say uh, to my sisters, because women, women always say that men have all the power, men have all the power. And my mom said something that I, 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 I preach to this day. She said, men have the power to choose, women have the power to accept. It's just like trying to find a job. You have the power to choose where you want to interview, but the company has the power to accept you. So my mom always said, so who really has the power? And she always told my sisters, women have the power. They just forget about it once the emotions uh, get wrapped up into it. But if you follow your instincts and ignore your emotions, you will be a whole lot better. That's like that, that saying that they always say that um, a man is only going to do what the woman allows him to do to her. Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, we, we, men, we're so simple. And, and, and I'm going to tell women, here's the one key to figure out if a man is really interested in you. I'm sure every woman has had this question, how do I know if a guy really likes me? And here's a simple key. If a man is really interested in you, there will be no question. You won't have to ask your friends. You won't have to ask your family. You won't have to ask Colin Tate on the internet. You won't have to ask anybody. And it's similar to when there was a guy that probably liked you, but for whatever reasons, the feelings weren't mutual. Maybe you didn't find him attractive. Who knows? But did you have to question? Did you have to guess? Did you have to wonder? Absolutely not. 
he made it perfectly clear how he felt. And the reason men do this is because we don't want to take the chance of another man coming into the picture. Now, on the flip side, if you're with a man and you have to ask your friends, your family, what's going on, or you can't figure out his mixed signals, then you have your answer. When men give mixed signals, that is the answer every time. But women make the mistake of trying to make sense of a man's mixed signals, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Oh, perfect, perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> Jinx. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> no, because it is the truth. Guys will give us all kinds of signals, but then we try to rationalize it. And he'll yeah, give, you know, he'll give us like a half of an inch that's good and, and two or three yards of badness, but we'll take that half of an inch and try to run with and it hope and, and, and hope for the best. Yep. He showed me Absolutely. a little bit. Maybe he'll, he'll do this all the time. Yeah. So, no, I totally agree. What do you think about, like, uh, I had a conversation with someone earlier this week and they were talking about it in reference to dating exes. And I hear a lot of people kind of talking about that because a lot of times people are comfortable with their past and don't really want to mm -hmm. go on to, to something new. So what advice would you give on dating exes? Is that something you would suggest people to do, not do, move on, or they're ex for a reason? Yeah, um, usually they're ex for a reason. You know, when you, you, you hit me with that question, mm -hmm. I literally – thought about it myself. I asked a couple of my friends, uh, a couple of frat brothers, and we, we really tried to, to recollect when someone broke up with somebody and then they got back together and they're happily ever after. I, I just couldn't think of one situation. And the, the thing is, when you break up with somebody, you know, breaking up takes time. Yes. It's like trying to get something stuck out of the vending machine. It doesn't happen on the first try. You got to keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. And if if enough time hasn't hasn't been um, in between the breakup, so if you broke up with the person in October and you're getting back with them in December, usually the reason you broke up starts to rear its ugly head again, and you're like, okay, now I remember why this relationship didn't work. But if if years have gone by where the person has had a chance to learn from their mistakes or evolve from their mistakes, it's a possibility. But Usually when you get back with somebody you broke up with, the reasons for the breakup uh, usually start to come up pretty soon. Yeah. I never, I mean, I've never done it. I, I tell people anytime somebody asks me, I say no. The reason being is, like mm -hmm. you say, at some point it, seem, it, feels, it seems like it rears its head. And people do change, but yeah. the chemistry you have with that person, to me it doesn't change. It, if, if you're with that person, it could possibly grow as it continues. But to, like, mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of like if, yeah, let's just use sports for a, a while. You always see somebody like, you know, uh, Jordan. Jordan left the Bulls and mm -hmm. he came back and he won four championships, then he, uh, three championships. Then he left again. He mm -hmm. came back and he went to the Wizards. He was never the same. Yeah. Things change. People get older. People mature. People don't mature. You know, and I just feel like it's it's one of those things. It's very rare. I feel like you really have to have something solid, you know, or it yeah. has to be something, a reason that you probably got, got divorced or broke up with somebody. It needs to be a reason I feel like that it was probably like a mutual agreement. It just didn't work at that time and maybe it can work now. But, like, I feel like for the most part you move on because like you said it's a process that it takes you don't just wake up and say oh i want to break up with somebody you go through a process of thinking about it seeing if you can deal with this seeing if you could take this and it builds up you were about to say something ever what i was gonna say is i don't feel like it's always necessarily that the reason that you broke up comes back up but it could business be that that you've changed and like maybe they maybe they did you know i guess quote unquote correct all the things that were wrong in the beginning but mm -hmm. if the person who who is, I guess, so to say, coming back, if they've changed and, like, all that stuff they're doing, it's like, I just don't want that anymore. Or, like, mm -hmm. I, I don't like, I don't, maybe you don't like something else now. It's like, yeah. you know, before everything was great, but now I don't like your conversation yeah. because maybe I've, You've you know, grown, I've grown, yeah. I've evolved. So it may, may yeah. not necessarily be that 
the things that broke you up are back. It may just be something else now, and now you're just not compatible. Like yeah, you're, you're just, just over it. You right. just change yeah, it. That's true. And that's growth true. happens because a lot of times people stay stagnant. And and you know, I'm a person that I don't mind talking about my personal life. And I know I've had a mm-hmm. you know an old significant other to try to come back several, but one in particular. Mm-hmm. And it's like my mindset is like. Even when I think about it and I'm like, okay, let me just, let me hear her out. Let me see what she has to say. But hasn't it been the case, though, with guys, like, when guys and and someone, they break up, when the guy is over it, like, he's pretty much over it. Yeah, that's normal. It's us with with women, we break up and we're like, well, maybe we can see because, like you said, I am comfortable. But when guys cut ties... It's been my experience that they're just they like, yeah. it's done. Like, and when I they don't love you no more, yeah. they don't love you. Like, I've had the opposite. opposite. Yeah, like, the guys, like, I'll just, like, use my son's father, for example. He, when we were together, he broke up with me several times, and then he would come back and be like, oh, let's get back yeah. to blah, blah, yeah. blah. But then when I broke up with him, it was like, no, I'm done. I'm done. Like, I'm done. Yeah. Like, I'm not, yeah. you know, going back and forth. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, but the good thing about yeah. it is when you've dated that person, mm-hmm. you can – like I said, for me, like when it happened, I would hear her out and it's like I would be able to tell within a week or two or a month that yeah. nothing has changed. Or like Gabrielle said, it's something that I'm like, you know what? I've grown past this. This right. is not going to bother me. But go ahead, Colin. I'm sorry about that. No, no, you're fine. I mean, each each experience you all mentioned is, is, is the same. Um, sometimes men, when you say you're done, they 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 break up with you. They leave. They're never coming back. But in some cases, they do come back. And men, we all do what, we, what I like to call a temperature check. And ladies, a temperature check is when a man will call you out the blue, uh, just check to see how you're doing. He's trying to get a gauge on where you are in your relationship status to see if he can kind of uh, wiggle his way back in. And a lot of times women do let the man back in, but eventually those same reoccurring issues um, start to come up again. And I always tell women, with men, listen to what we do, not what we say. Please just listen to our actions. Our actions will tell you everything you want to hear. If 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 you want the man to, to show up on time, he will. If you're wondering why he doesn't um, answer his phone sometimes, then there's a red flag. And the ironic thing from interviewing all these men and women, the the one thing that was consistent with every man, men would not tolerate ten percent of the crap we put our women through. We man, wouldn't tolerate that is it true. <laughs> because. We know we can do better, and we know we deserve better. Yeah. And so I, I, explained to, I explained to one woman um, in England right before the show that if you had a job that disrespected you, if you had a job that didn't pay you on time, if you had a job that didn't appreciate you, would you stay? And, of course, the answer was no, because she knows she could find a better job that would treat her the way she deserves to be treated. And so my book is to help women understand just like you can find a better job, you have to be confident your ability to find a better man and a lot of women aren't confident in their ability that's why they keep holding on to these same abusive or these same toxic relationships yeah and i was going to say that's true i mean i think it's more difficult i hear women say all the time it's more difficult for for women because you know i like you said i'm confident that if i left my current situation i can find somebody better you know or better fitted for me or whatever the case and the reason i think men say that is because it's more women to men and it's more women that I think I feel like, especially black women, they're so loyal to black men. You could, it's, it's easy to come across, but like you said, with men, black men, white men, whatever, man, you feel like you always can have another woman. And I say all the time with black men, especially right now, you have our sisters that are loyal to us. You have white women that want a part of us. Hispanics want us. Every race wants a black man. So for black men, it's like, you're kind of almost cocky, if you will. Like, you're not even worried about finding another woman because it's just that easy. 
Well, again, it's the same, but it's the same thing with the career. Yeah. There's some people that you'll talk to that aren't that confident in finding another, another job, job, so yeah. they will stick with it and deal with the crap. But there, but the, if you're just as confident with your career, you can you can find another man, yeah. and that's the key to success. If you think that this man is the alpha and the omega, and it ends with him, then of course you're just going to have to keep dealing with the same stuff over and over again. Yeah. And dating dating ladies is like a card game. When you're on the first date. I put a card down, she puts a card down. Second date, she puts another card down, I put another card down. But what happens is on the third or fourth date, guess what? You keep putting your cards down, and the man hasn't put any more cards down. Yeah. And yeah. so you keep still going in the relationship as if you know what other cards he's going to play. And what happens is after you've been played and you've been hurt and you've been manipulated, when you go back and you look at those cards that he didn't put down, you say to yourself, God dang it, the next card was going to play, he was going to say, I'm going to cheat on you. Yeah. The next card was going to be, I got a girlfriend. Yeah. So time will reveal every man's intentions. I don't care who the man is. Yeah. Time will reveal his true colors. In that process, do you feel like women should keep their legs closed? Absolutely. I don't think any yeah. woman should have sex with a man prematurely. Now, there are different rules out there that people have, there are different concepts. Um, I don't think you can put a time limit on it. Yeah. I, I always tell women, you should not have uh, sex with a man until you're in a monogamous, committed relationship. Now, that could, to so certain women, that may be a month, certain women, that may be three months, or certain women, that may be six months. Who knows? Some is like but the key is, is, to, is to listen to what's going on with the man in front of you, because he's going to give you the clues yeah. on whether he's serious or whether he's not. That's true. Just don't ignore him. Follow those instincts. Follow those alarm bells. That's God speaking to you. Just You just got to listen to it. It's tough, man. I, I, I've told a lot of my female friends, I'm like, if you want to figure out a guy or you want to see how much he likes you, keep your legs closed for as long as possible. And and from my mindset, and I could be wrong, but this is just my mindset, I was like, because it's, it's only two things that's going to happen. Either he's going to wait and he's going to feel like you're worthy of waiting and continue to talk to you and get to know you to where when you're ready, he'll be ready. Or it's going to be one of those situations where he still likes you and he respects you, but he's going to do what he do on the side until you're ready. Yeah. And then he may stop yeah, doing what he's doing true. on the side. And the reason I can say that is yeah. I've been that dude. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I've been on the part where I've waited for a girl and I'm like, you know what? She's worth it. I'm putting all my time into her. And I've been in a situation where I was like, you know what? I could do this if you want to wait 11 months and, you know, no specific time frame, but it took time to get that. But yeah. on the on the flip side, I was messing around and doing what I did with girls that I didn't care about. And, you know, when that time came where she was ready, I was like, you know what? I respect and care about this person enough to where now we're being intimate. We're being, you know, having sexual intercourse. I'm going to just stick directly with this. And I feel like it benefits you in some kind of way. That's maybe not the best way, but it's, it's better mm -hmm. than, you know, just like you said, just opening your legs up to see if this is a man that's going to stick around after you've given up everything up front. Like, I just got a question from a lady on my Facebook page okay. and she wants to know, um, she's, she's committed to committed to, to Christ. She's committed to God. And she's having, she says she's having a difficulty finding a man. And so, and let me just tell you guys my, what my response is going to be to her. Yeah. If, if you have a committed relationship with God and you're trying to be abstinent, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. The key is if you meet a man today, that is, if he's not already on that road with you before you even came into the picture, you're wasting your time. Wasting your time. If you met a man today and he's already been having sex Friday Thursday, Wednesday, Tuesday, just because he met you is not going to make him shut it down. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I always find it amazing that, that women go after the men that 
that they still the men that have the swag and the, and the things they want are necessarily the men that's in the church yeah, because he ain't, he ain't some of the men in the church the guy's and, own heart. and 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 really the weight they may not they may not be as cute as they want them to be they may not be as young as they want them to be mm-hmm. but if you're looking for a particular type of man you got to find a man that's already focusing on what you're focusing on so he you're not going to find him in a club you're not going to find him probably at social scenes you may want to target uh church or you may want to target websites that are conducive for for men that are already on that road but he's just not going to get on that road with you no. just because he met you and if he says he's going to do it he's yeah. just not going to force you to have sex with exactly him. like anthony said he's going to sleep with he's going to get other women until that time come around that's very true yeah that celibacy thing i hats off to whoever's doing that i mean that's that's a big thing, but I agree with you. I think you need to find somebody who's on the same page because it's, it's just like, if, yeah, yeah, you, you, he may break, but he's going to leave some skid marks in the street when he break. Yeah. He ain't going to slow down immediately. Yeah. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Well, also, I mean, I wanted to talk about, like, I know you, you're t- we've been talking about relationships, and on the break we were talking about, like, friends and how to inform your friends um, that they're full of themselves or, you know, how to make them aware of the things that they do negatively. Like if it's a person who's always lying or, you know, who who is not uh, a friend who shows reciprocity or a friend who you we just see things or bad traits that they have in dating and we want them to change. You know, a lot of times, like we said mm-hmm. on the break, as a guy, a lot of times you hear these guys talk about all these girls and all these things. And we never speak up about the things that they're doing wrong to where maybe if they feel like somebody's calling them out, they it may make them reassess themselves. Like, how do you go about mm-hmm. doing that without hurting feelings or well, messing up a friendship? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's fun you ask that question. I, I see a different dynamic with men and women. I, I Even my experience, I've had throughout my life, my boys would easily call me out on my stuff yeah. or mm-hmm. easily tell me, hey, you're not doing this or have you thought about this or maybe you shouldn't wear that or maybe you gave a little weight, have you thought about that? So, and I've done the same thing for them, but on the flip side with females, I've noticed that they can't be as candid with their friends. They can't be as candid as, oh, that dress doesn't look so well. Oh, I think how it just depends on yeah. how close of a friend they yeah, are. Yeah, it does. It, that, that's key. It yeah, does depend. Their but relationship. Even, but even, even some of my sister's close friends, they, she came to me one day and she said, God, I understand why men don't tell the truth. Because she caught it for telling her friend, who she's been friends since college, about how she felt about things. So I think certain women are able to receive it better than others. But if, like you said, if you if you can just be honest with the person, and the person feels like there's a safe place for you to be honest. I think it's a great thing because silence is is nothing but enabling behavior, and it's actually going to hurt them in the long run if you don't tell them what to do wrong. Right. I feel like with my friends, where I have, what probably within maybe the the last I'll say four or five years, I always say. Can I can I tell you something? Can I be honest? Because there are some it's about timing, I feel like sometimes. Sometimes you're just not ready. Maybe you're having a bad day, so maybe you don't need to hear it today. So I always say, or if my friends call me venting, I'll say, What friend do you want me to be right now? Am I just like a sounding board or do you want me to give my That's honest good. opinion? And so if they say, just listen, then I want I'll keep my opinion to myself. And then she may come back and say, you know, the other day what are we gonna say or or, or whatever, we may we may come back to it. But I feel like it's just about timing a lot of times it's like are, can I tell you something can you not get offended by it and maybe I'm stepping over my boundaries but 
And I, I say this or whatever. But, but I, you see, did you see how you had to give those disclaimers? Oh yeah, they don't have disclaimers. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> but I, but I think you have to give those disclaimers with women because I, I think sometimes it depends on what kind of friend are you? Because sometimes you'll have mm -hmm. that friend that's like the negative Nancy, right? Yep, right. And so if mm -hmm. they say something to you, in your mind, you're already thinking, oh, they just that's all they do is complain or bitch and moan. They always got mm -hmm. something bad to say. So it just kind of depends on, on, the like, on, on the friend and what is that friend's personality like. Some people who could tell me anything and I could take it because I know they genuinely have my best interest at heart. Yeah. There are some people who are in my life, and I know they're, they're my friends, but I got to look back and be like, wait a minute, are you saying this? Low key because such and such, or are you truly having mm -hmm. my best interest at heart? Yeah. And and, yeah. and sometimes that's hard to decipher. I think it's easier for the people that you kind of grew up with, and so that truly know your heart, than it is for people that you met maybe later in life, and so they don't really mm -hmm. know the real or not the real you, but they yeah. just don't know you know you like that and haven't been around you to genuinely know you. So. Or I think not what? even necessarily that, that you've known them all your life, because I mean. I can, I've known people all my life, and I still don't share. You know, I still won't go past a certain point with them because I've known them all my life. So it's like I. But know, I don't think that. You know, but you would, would you consider those your best friends? Right, though? they have been. Like I don't even have family like this. So it's like you're my friend, and you've been my friend forever. But I just still, I know you're a private person, or I know that you don't. So I'm just not going to go past a certain point with you because I know you because I've known you for so long. See that so, kind of person, I wouldn't consider my best friend. My best friends, I've known forever, forever. And so that's why I know at the end of the day, they know my heart. Like, if don't nobody else know my heart, they oh, no, know they my know heart. They know my heart. I'm saying and as so. far as me saying something to them. So, yeah, they know. They know me. But I'm saying it's like I still, being that I know the type of person they are, because that's just who they are, I may and, not, and, I may not and go. And I think you ladies are both hit. I think, not to cut you off, I think you guys are both saying the same things. And it's what I've experienced from interviewing these women. Some women will say, hey, I got great friends that I can be honest with and they won't hold it against me. Right. But other friends will say, I have friends that I know them well enough that if I am honest because they bit my head off two years ago, they're going to hold it against me. Yeah. Right. So it, 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 it just, it's just about knowing your friends. Exactly. Right. right. It's just like I got friends I can is. go to the movies with, friends I can go eat with, friends. You know, it's like I, I don't necessarily have all the same. We're not always going to do the same yeah. thing. And see, and, and yeah. I guess I, I use the word friends like very strongly. Like my friends, they're true friends, friends. Like people who I would just go out to eat with or maybe go to dinner, dinner with. I don't necessarily say they're friends, they're acquaintances, and they're people in my life. But when I say you're my friend, it's because I hold you true to my heart, and I would do anything for you. And if and I feel like you would do the same, and I feel like, like at the end of the day, you know that I would never do anything to hurt you, and I know you would never do anything to hurt me. I can tell you whatever, and you know I'm not going to hold it against you, and you can tell me whatever, and you know I'm not going to hold it against you. But if I feel like... I can't say what I want to say, then I don't consider that person one of my best friends because I feel like that's the perk of having a best friend. But I feel like, I, which I agree, but mm -hmm. at the same time, it's just like, even with my best friend, I may not be able to take it today. Like, I just don't want to hear, like, even with like, my mama. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah. today I'm no, having a I, bad I agree day with that. my best friend. I think friend, that's with anybody. And I love you to death. But today I don't want to hear that. Like, right now I just need you to tell me that I look good even though I look like crap. You know, because I'm just having let a me bad ask day. You, let, let, let me ask you later this question. Okay. It, uh, do you have, is there any friend that came to you and said, hey, does this look, does this make me look fat? Is there yes. any friend that can ask you that question and you can be honest with them? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now, uh, is there any friend that you can ask that question and that you know that if I tell them the truth, there's going to be a problem? No. I'll no. tell them. <laughs> okay. Not that so there are, the, I know people thing. who I wouldn't say that to, but again, I wouldn't call that person like a friend friend. That's just somebody I know. Well, and so that's why I say you guys have great friends because yeah. 
the the women I have encountered, whether they are best friends or not, they just I don't know what it is. They know based off of past reactions. When you tell sometimes people are women in this case we're discussing the truth and it hurts, it is met with so much drama and so much right. uh, My- aggravation that they just, whether they're friends or whether they're family, whether they're cousins or what have you, they just avoid it and they just don't tell the truth. See, my friends are the friends that if they had on something that made them look fat and I didn't say something, and they somebody right. else said, oh, you didn't, you going to look good in this, they'd be like, well, damn, Chris, you saw me go out of the house, you didn't say nothing to me. <laughs> like, those exactly. are the type of friends yeah. that I have. Right. So I'm like, okay, if they ain't looking right, then I got to let them know, hey, you might want to change yeah. them shoes, put a different dress on, do your hair a little differently, because that's yeah, not rolling. Like, that, like, me and my friends, <laughs> stuff like that, that's nothing. Like, yeah. you know, I'm thinking more of, like, you know, I have a friend that's married, so if she calls me, you know, venting about her marriage, I'm not going to be like, girl, your husband's trash. You know, I'm not going to, you know what I'm saying? No, yeah. So, no, like, no, trivial no. things, like, do you look fat? Yeah, or you look fat. That's, that makeup is the wrong color. Or, you know, you know, your breast stink. I'll tell, you know, I almost tell anybody that. I mean, maybe that's good or bad, but I'll tell <laughs> But, you know, as far as, like, you know, when you're coming to me with, like, matters of the heart, I'm going to still tell you, but I'm still going to respect the timing that maybe you don't need to hear that right now because you're in a bad place right now. And then later on, I'm like, what well, did you think about, you know, you should maybe do it this way or something like that. I just... Because even though I'll tell you, doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. So you're my friend, and, you know, I I know you care about me, and you know I care about you, but sometimes it still hurts to hear the things that you know are true. But but then on the flip side of that, like, I've had those friends who've been in relationships with people, and I knew from the get-go, hey, this was not the right one. And then here we are six months later, and they're heartbroken, and everybody's saying, yeah, you knew he wasn't the right one. Everybody's like, and they're like, well, why? I didn't know what I was in love. Why didn't you tell me? Because you wouldn't have believed me. So that's me. why I Are try to be love? the person that's up front to say, hey, this is how I feel. At the end of the day, I'm going to support you and I'm going to love you. Yeah. This is what I see and this right. is how I feel. If you're going to go down that road, I'm going to ride with you. But you, it's probably not the best choice. From yeah. a guy's perspective, <laughs> and I think for, first of all, I have to care enough to even want to say anything. <laughs> right. First right. off. I think that is true. I feel, I feel like if you, care, if you don't care enough, it's a waste of time. I feel like if you're going to be honest, be honest. And I feel like if you feel like you have a friend, you can say what, what you want to say. say. And if you and if they don't like it or they take it the wrong way, then you just know that X that friend off the list. I feel like if you're not true to yourself, if you're not honest with the people that you're around and you can't tell them about themselves, you figure out quickly who is your friend. Because I know personally, I don't want a sensitive person around me. I don't want a person who cannot and be open. Don't nobody want to walk on eggshells around exactly. people. But all I'm the time. Saying, I, I still, I still feel like you should care about people's feelings. So it's like, it's, I feel like there's a fine line between just being honest and being rude for you caring about the way that somebody feels. Right. So but I like, think I'm that's not, all. So just because I'm not telling you today that I yeah, think it's that your delivery. feelings are. That's, and that's what I'm saying. It's about right. your timing. It's like, I, I but can't. But I'm not necessarily saying it's, it's timing. It's delivery. Well, like, then I feel yeah. like it's both. But, the, but you're saying that, you know, I should be able to say honest, say what I want to say, like, right now. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, maybe it's not time for you to say it right now. You have to, every, there's a time and a place and a delivery and a, all of that for everything. Everything doesn't have to be said right now. And just because I don't want to say I'm not walking around eggshells. I'm just respecting your feelings and I'm respecting your space. And then when I feel like, okay, you're, you're ready to hear it, and it's just not like, you know, gonna crush your soul then i'll tell you so it's just like i feel for me i'm gonna take all 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 things into consideration before i voice my opinion and we're because, gonna, go ahead Andy. no i was gonna say we're gonna take a quick break and get y'all ass some water <laughs> and uh and we're gonna and we'll talk 
and we'll talk about what's coming up next. But I wanted to, before we go, we want to pay some bills and let you guys know again. December 12th, we have uh, the reality is first annual toy drive. So come out to Deep Ellen Brewing Company. Help us support that. Bring an unwrapped toy. We also um, wanted to let you guys know, buy Colin Tate's book. Where can they buy, purchase your book at if they're looking to purchase Is This Your Man? Okay, they can go to my website, isthisyourman.com, right. and my book is also available on Amazon.com and um, on Kindle. All right, and what's the price for it? You know, some people may need a holiday gift or maybe cheap. <laughs> we want to let them know that you, you know, some people are frugal, so we want to get that out there because they may be like, how much is it? Is it $15? Is it $30? Understood. Yeah, the, the paperback book is twelve ninety nine, okay. and the Kindle version is three ninety nine. Oh, man, that's affordable. If you can't get that, then you may need to start looking for another job. And that's just being honest. Go. Or not date. Yeah, like not like Martin said, Cole, if you a grown man, ain't got a dollar ninety nine, you ain't got no bitch. <laughs> insight who had met a few people and i think the biggest thing was to get all those people together in five years I, i'm not gonna even say what i that i would have had the patience. consistency or patience to go through that for five years to interview all of those people but i'm definitely like i said i got my book ordered it's already being shipped so we may you know read it and kind of talk about some mm -hmm. points further uh down the line in reference to it what we you were saying something at the break. I wanted to kind of talk about what Brian was saying about the three sex rule. I know we talked oh. about it, but it seems like he was getting more in depth on that. Brian, if you could come talk about that real quick, you could take my spot, man. It don't matter. Whatever you want to do, get that mic. We want. We, yeah, I'll speak up on it, man. I don't know if I have a three sex rule. I'm just kind of straightforward to where it's like if the sex is good, you can stay around for quite a bit of time. Even if I know I, I have, no, even if this. I no, have no reason to be with you, if the sex is good, that'll keep that'll keep me doing it for See, a while. That's not gonna work for me, cause okay, check. The sex could have been great three times in a row, right? Yeah. But by that time, you realize, wow, she's very bad with money. Wow, her breath stinks on a regular basis. Now, I can't deal with that. That would stop at I'm one saying, time. Wow. Did you see them skid marks in her drawers today? No, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not doing that with hey, you today. Bro, on my mama, I popped the trunk and said, that's a skid mark clearly on a pair of panties. Why is her panties seen. in her trunk, first of all? Thank you. So y'all, I'm saying, well, my point is. But oh, you, you mean a real trunk, like a trunk oh, of a oh, car? Yes. Open the yeah. real trunk of a car and said, my brother said, this is a dirty bitch, bro. You need to get away from what? her. <laughs> I'm like. I thought she was a queen up until that point. Like, well, no, I don't queen, know why watch that. But that's what he's saying. Like, so you start seeing these things. Yeah. So, like, why would you keep having sex? No, no, with? I wouldn't. I didn't know that this is what we was talking about. This, I, mean, I, I, I these are experiences that I've okay, never not necessarily even, just the skid mark yeah. example, but I'm just saying, period. Like, well, I mean, if she's good, if she's not good with money, I mean, if I'm just having sex, I can give two shits about what she spends the money on or but, how she spends it. But at some point, if this is a, a future for you, she's spending your money now. No, 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 I think no, 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 he's looking at it as only a sex. Yeah, but this is just. Are we? Are he's already eighty-six. The point of a relationship. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If yeah. it's only sex, then you get three times. We're gonna go at this really three hard-ass times. Wonderfully, okay. wonderfully made times. So you don't have sex with people just because you want to have sex. Like you, that's you're a little horny you're and you're needing sex. Yeah, like I need sex. Like my body says sex. Right, but time. what I'm saying is, so not the same person. He's not doing the same person. So he. 
with you. I don't know which one's better. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, uh, with you, I'm only having sex three times, but that don't mean that I'm not going to go with her and have sex and with her three times. One, so two, he's three. still having sex. He's just only having sex with this particular person three times. Is that correct? <laughs> you sound crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that, just saying. Is that accurate? I'm just saying. Saucy? <laughs> So he's but when you say it out loud, it sounds so crazy. <laughs> New women come around all yeah. the time, okay? New right. people. Yeah. I'm saying until I'm locked in, then it's like, all right, you got to meet new people, and you shouldn't harness yourself off for the possibility of a relationship that may never, ever work out. Yeah. Like, I, like we were talking about earlier, like, I know girls that I, I would literally wait for. Like, I like you. You're yeah. a good girl. We can hang out. It's yeah. not a big deal. Yeah. But this one right here is not. And she will not try my patience. It will not try to push me to 90 days, and she's not worth nine. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But that one that's not, you'd have sex with her three times. If I find that, like, because she could be approved. I could have waited a year to find out, oh, so you don't believe in anything. No, my daddy told me that doggy style sends you straight to hell. Yeah. Oh, well. That's not going to work for me. Not it's long not term work because we're like, yeah. we going to find all. something wrong in our relationship. You yeah. have to find, like, I'm not saying that I'm super freaky. I'm saying that you have to find your connection. Yeah. And over time, if you allow that bullshit to add up, you're like, well, I overlooked this, I overlooked that, yeah. I overlooked that. Well, one day you're not going to be so in love and you're going to be looking at every little thing that mm-hmm. you overlooked that you now you're looking for reasons to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I said, at this age, bro, you can't look at the possibilities or the potential of somebody growing into something. If you don't offer it now and I don't want to be here, I'm not going to be here. You can't go off potential. I completely agree with that. I'm not. I mean, you, even potential you is potential, for twenty to twenty five. Thing is, even if you have potential, who's to say that I want it? I may even because yeah. I've met met guys who's like, I know I have potential, but I don't want to do that. Yeah. Right. You know, so, so it's like you but can't date of, off of potential because. And a lot of guys be banking on the idea of them having potential too. Yeah, yeah but how long is that potential supposed to last? Yeah. That I mean, like, that's why I try yeah. to tell my auntie and my mom. My auntie and my mom are mad at me because they're like, "You've been in school a while now." It's like, "You're goddamn right." I'm chilling. I don't give a damn what y'all talking about on potential and what I should be i'm yeah. happy with who i am and who and i'm doing what you do yeah, yeah like if you're not happy with me then you can move the fuck on yeah you know, really i mean that's real though i mean everybody i mean everybody's race is different i was t- i was uh listening to a podcast i don't know which one i was listening to but they, they you know everybody's heard the quote stay in your lane and when i heard the quote mm-hmm. it came from a track star and the track star was like you know when we talked about staying in our lane during track it was just about not looking to the left, not looking to the right, because that tenth of a second, it sounds small, but that can be the determining factor between being first and last. And I was like, you know what? You could, I've heard it all the time, but to hear it in that perspective, you can even attribute that, attribute that to things in life to where you're like, I'm so worried about the people who are doing things or people who are not doing things or people who say they're going to do this or don't do that or whatever. Focus on what you're doing and consistently do what you're doing, and eventually you'll get to where you're going. So for you, Brian, I'm in the same boat, man. We're 30-something years old. We're still going to college. We're still pursuing dreams. It's nothing wrong with that. Some people figure out things that they want to do early in life, and some people do what other people have told them to do, and then and they're having that, a, a know, life change at 30-something. I know several people who have gone to college and are doing absolutely nothing that they went to school for. Yeah. So it's just kind of like – Most people. Right. So it's kind of like, so what if I'm still in college right now? I might – that, that doesn't mean anything I, right now i'm doing what like i said well i'm doing what i love i'm doing what what motivates me so it's just kind of like should it's, i or like when people you know talk about you or whatever age you've never been married well you have been married and you divorced so i, know, I mean you so know get off my back now <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but nowadays especially i'm speaking of the college subject nowadays the people who have been in the military and then go back to school you mm-hmm. see um 
grandmothers and grandfathers going to school and get the degree. So, I mean, as long as you're doing it, then it, it doesn't really matter how old you are when you're doing it. There's no playbook that says that you had to do it at right. a particular time. Because right. there's some people who never do it. So you a step ahead of them. I wouldn't even be concerned with it. It's mm-hmm. about goals, right? Yeah. yeah. So, But that's what my three rules are based on. At the end of the day, three sex is all about goals. You know what I mean? Like, you know when you met this nigga, he didn't have a job and was chilling. Yeah. He was laying pipe and sleeping in a twin bed. And you right. knew that. But, okay, so <laughs> my question. So you don't have to get to the, the three sex, right? Like, you can stop it at one sex. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Three is the max. Yeah, the three, three is, is the if, absolute like max. Like you said earlier, if you know you're like, okay, the sex is clouding my judgment, you knew that. Right. But you made excuses and let it cloud your judgment. Yeah. I'm not, like... Time three, you you cannot cloud my judgment in three sex three times worth of sex. You yeah. cannot. It will never. It has never happened. Yeah. It was always five, six, seven, ten. Once you finally learn what I like, now you're like, oh, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> None of that shit. At three times, oh, you was almost there, but guess what? No. I got you. You're not the person. The devil I almost yeah. had. He almost had me, <laughs> but I got away. Grab me. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost that time. I want to let you guys know we are excited to announce that we are partnered with the Deep Ellen Brewing Company to host our, host our first annual toy drive on behalf of Toys for Tots. So help make a difference for local children this holiday season by bringing a new unwrapped toy. Mix and mingle with the faces behind the reality is. Make a few connections of your own and have a beer or two. That's the, uh, next Saturday, December 12th from 6 to 10 p.m. at Deep Ellen Brewing Company. That'll be at 2823 St. Louis Street in Dallas, Texas, 75226. Also, if you missed the last live show and you were only able to hear about it, it's all good. We have another show coming up at the top of the year. We're working on the whereabouts right now, but we've heard from people in Houston, Texarkana, and in Arlington, Texas. And we want to thank you to the realists, uh, thank the realists who listen and support our show. And we hope to be in a city near you soon. So stay updated on everything the reality is by going to www.therealityis.com. And we had a couple of texts and emails during the show with Colin Tate. And we're possibly working on something to be trying to do a show with him on next year. So stay tuned and stay updated again at www.therealityis.com. Brian, I know you got your show every Saturday loud and clear where the spit hits the fan at UTA Radio, man. Tell us a little bit about that. Plug yourself. Yep, yep. Uh, you can find us at UTA Radio 10 a.m. Saturdays. Actually, we won't be back on there until after the first of the year because yeah. it's the end of the semester for yeah. us now. So, but, yeah, you know, we talk the basics, man. I try to uh, mimic y'all a little bit, not too much. You know what I'm saying? No, you, got, you definitely got your own style, man. Oh, yeah. And it's, uh, it's one of the things where we just try to bounce it off each other, man. I met Brian, like I, I've told people before I met him, uh, about, about two years ago. We had a class together, man. We just had wow. the same passions. and Yeah, and we've just been pushing each other ever since. Uh, Gabby, where can they find you on social media? Why are you looking um, dead in there? You just. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking yeah. like Cole. Yeah. I had something to go on. <laughs> the number you have reached. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on Instagram, it's naturally underscore G E E, three E's. All right. And Coop, yours is. Mine is, I'm only on Instagram, and it's Chrissy. Coopwood, that's K R I S S Y. We're going to get you some tea when we get over there today. <laughs> Shut up. I'm just a little congested. I know, I can hear it I all can't in your help voice. It. There's just a lot going on. It's going to breathe like Yeah, oh, yeah. Ain't no fucking Like a fat person. And uh, you can find me at Sir Robert Poe. That's S I R R O B E R T P O E. That's on Instagram and on Facebook. And again, follow us on The Reality Is. That's T H A, The Reality Is, on Instagram and Facebook. And always remember, inhale courage to XL success. And we'll holler at you guys next week. Peace. Dream. Like a needle, I don't know
The reality is, it's a production of Fishbowl Radio Network and Roberts Media Group. My team includes Artesia Swindle, Christian Evans, Gary Green, Brian Fuller, Jessica Henderson, and Gabrielle Johnson. I'm on Twitter at Sir Robert Poe. That's S I R R O B E R T P O E. The show is at The Reality Is. That's T H A, The Reality Is. And if you like The Reality Is, subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a rating or a review. And you can also email us for any show topics or any messages that you want to leave, voice recordings, or anything at info at therealityis.com. I think what flavor of these new Dunkin' Coconut Refreshers you get says a lot about you. Really? What's it say about me? Well, you got the refreshing golden peach because you're vibrant, fun, and positive. Oh, what about me? The bold purple pomegranate means you're vibrant, fun, and positive. I take it I got this delicious pink strawberry because I'm vibrant, fun, and positive. Yeah, it's a simple system, really. Share the shine. Enjoy a medium Dunkin' Coconut Refresher for $3. Order ahead plus earn rewards. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer excludes classic Dunkin' Refreshers. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.